the Lord been good to you? Surely I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. If I could trouble at least two of you to look to your left or to your right and say to your neighbor, I'm so so glad to see you this morning. hope all of y'all told the truth when you did that. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. Look across the room and do the same thing. Let's look across the room and say, I'm so glad to see you this morning. Amen. Amen. And if you're like me, you understand how good it is to be seen. say it quite often, but it's very true. Millions didn't make it. But I thank God that I was one of the ones who did. Amen. I dare three of you to put your hands together and bless God for those joining us virtually. Amen. Whether they are joining us live or whether they will see the playback, we say welcome to First Antioch and we say God bless you and thank you for choosing to swing by our virtual church on this morning, this afternoon, this evening, whenever you shall view this feed. Amen. 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 Now, if I can speak prophetically, I dare at least one of you to look at an empty spot on your pew and say, thank you for being here. See, 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 see. Some of y'all caught that. The rest of you trying to figure out why I got you talking to the pew. I'm, 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 I'm looking to where I want us to be instead of just seeing us for where we are. Now, I asked one person to do it. Maybe I can get two of y'all to look at an empty spot on the pew and just say, I'm so glad. <laughs> so glad. Amen. 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 If you haven't had a chance, check your email, get a hard copy of the vision cast that went forward. Uh, we will focus this year on Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, I said, I can only speak for me. I can only speak for me. I said, here I am. Send me. Send me. Amen. And that's going to be our mission for this year. So put your comfortable shoes on. Praise the Lord. We will be a working church as long as I'm here. And if that's only a little while or if it's for a long while, we will work as long as I am here. Amen. 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 Look at somebody and say, we chose this. <laughs> yeah. 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 
Yeah. Amen. I want to share uh, a story, if you don't mind, about a young man who was called to be an evangelist. And it's a story of a specific person, but many of us can find ourselves in this story. There was a young man who the Lord called to be an evangelist. You know who this young man is. You've heard his story. I ain't going to tell you where I'm coming from because most of y'all will be able to figure it out soon enough. But he called this man and he said, I need you to do me a favor. And this young man said, here am I. Send me. Now, God, in his very usual manner, has a tendency to call us to a thing, to appoint us and assign us to a thing, and not really tell us all the details. Because the reality is, if I know all the details, that can have an effect on whether I give God a yes or say no. So sometimes God will come to us in the spirit and he'll simply say to us, 14 years ago you told me yes. Now I've got an assignment for you. I want to see if your yes is still yes. I got somewhere for you to go. I've got something for you to do. I've got some people uh, that I'm going to connect you with, and I'm not going to tell you who they are. I'm not going to tell you where you're going. I'm not even going to tell you what the assignment is. I just simply need you to go. And what we have done in church over the years is we have made a lot of cliches and sayings and there are things that sound good and there are things that make us feel good and we'll say look at your neighbor and say ABC and turn to somebody and say XYZ and without a thought we repeat what's being told of us to say without even considering the words that we're saying. But see, I'm not held accountable for the things that I think. I'm held accountable for the things that I say. A man is only as good as his word. That's why we were told in Proverbs 18, we got to be careful how we use this mouth. We got to be careful how we use this tongue. Because watch this. Not only does death and life lie in the power of the tongue, but they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. In other words, whatever you say is what will manifest. And you are the one who is responsible for dealing with the consequences, good or bad, of what you say. And so we've got to learn that, that, it, that God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. Whole lot of people love to talk with their one mouth, with their one tongue, but don't like to listen with their two ears. 
and, and, and understand it's important the way God constructed the human because he put the two ears right next to the head where the brain is found and the mouth is underneath it. Which tells me that I've got to learn how to listen and be able to process that which I'm hearing before I even come down to the mouth and start. Because in order for me to get to where I'm speaking, I've got to come down from a high place. Can I help somebody? Can I help somebody? See, you got to understand all of this process is happening from a high place. And, 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 and once I start to speak, I've got to come down. So if I'm going to come down, I've got to at least come down with some sense. I've got to at least come down with some wisdom, with some knowledge. If I'm going to come down from my high place, I've got to come into this thing knowing what I'm talking about. And here, can I help somebody this morning? Sometimes you got to know that if you don't know what you're talking about, the best thing for you to do is... I know that's hard for some of us because... You know, historically speaking, that, that's a difficult thing for us to do. And, and, and you know why it's hard? Can I help somebody? I, it's going to hurt your feelings, but it's all right. Pray about it and get over it. it it's hard for you because you got it from mom and daddy. And it was hard from them because they got it from grandma and grandpa. And over the years, we've passed down the ability to talk, but not so much the ability to listen. And here's the other problem. We listen to respond versus listening to understand. So if you're going to talk to me, if I'm going to say that you, I'm here for you and you can call on me whenever you need, my listening to you is not always for so that I can give you a response, but my listening to you is to try to understand where you're coming from. And watch this. Watch this. Here's, here's something you should also consider. Where you're coming from, I may never understand. And that's okay. Sometimes I've got to look at my brother, I've got to look at my sister and say, I hear what you're saying, but I can't relate to it because I've never been where you are. And it's in that moment that I've got to learn this. If they have come to me for advice, I've got to also have enough wisdom to say, brother, I've never been there. Sister, I don't know what you're going through. So the only thing I can really do is pray for you. Watch this. But point you in the direction of somebody else who is more experienced in helping you with this. So, so, so he calls this person and he says, I need you to go. He said, yeah, I'll go. And then here comes the assignment. Here comes the directions. He says, I need you to go to a city. You're familiar with this place. You've been there before. You know some folks down there. I need you to go to this city. And when you get to the city, when you get there, there's another assignment for you. Your first assignment is to say yes. Your second assignment is to go. Your third assignment is to get there and do what I shall tell you to do. Once you go down to this city, there's going to be some people there. And if you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're paying close enough attention to what I am asking you to do, it'll come easy. But if you're not paying attention to what I'm asking you to do, it's going to be difficult. I want you to go down to this city. I want you to go and talk to these people. All right. What city and where do you want me to go? That's a great question. Thank you for asking. I want you to go to Nineveh. I want you to go to Nineveh. And, and, and when you get there... 
the thing I want you to say to these people is that they ain't living right. But in their unrighteous living, I want you to remind them that there's a righteous God that loved them enough that he sent you somebody to help pull you back into a righteous place. This is important because he's saying, Jonah, I need you to go and spread the good news. You're going to go to a place that you may not want to go. You're going to go to a people that you may not want to deal with. But I need you to go. Now, here's what I love about Jonah. Jonah, Jonah was fairly intelligent. I say fairly because, you know, he was Jonah. He, he had his issues. He was intelligent enough to say to the Lord, watch this, I'll go. Ain't got, ain't got a problem with that. But uh, you know what? I don't know. Actually, you know, what, what's this going to cost me? Because you're right. I do know those people. I got some friends down there. I used to spend a whole lot of time down there, you know, before I got saved. Can I tell somebody's story? Let me, let me tell mine. I don't, I don't want to tell your story. You might get mad if I try to tell your story. Yeah, I know those people. Yeah, we used to hang out all the time. We used to party all the time, drink all the time, smoke all the time. whole bunch of other stuff we used to do. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I ain't talking to y'all saved and sanctified folks that's, that, were born, that were born in a womb of fire. I'm, I'm talking to some folks that, I'm talking to some folks that uh, didn't always know the Lord. I'm, I'm talking to some folks that have had to be delivered from some things. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Those, those, those are the ones I'm talking to. And, 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 and Jonah, he, he, he began to remember who these people were. But while remembering them, watch this, he forgot who he was. I need to go out and get these people together. They are my creation. They're made in my image. They're made in my likeness. I, I love them so much that I'm choosing you to go. Look, can I help somebody right here? God loves you so much that he's going to choose you to go. He could have chosen anybody else. But there's a message. There's a fire burning in your belly that is for the people he's sending you to. And they're only going to get this message if you go. Watch this. So what happens if you don't go? They don't get the message and that blood is on your hands. We talk all the time about what's going to happen when we get over to the gate. Well, the, I don't know, say, what's going to happen. But the last thing I want is to get over there. I'm ready to go running through the gate. And he's like, hey, man, remember that time I asked you to go here and say this and do this? You know, those people never did hear the gospel. And, and, and that was your fault. Come, come sit down. Come talk to me real quick before you. <laughs> That's a conversation I don't want to have when I get over. When I get over there, all I want to hear is, well, done. So Jonah, he's, he's, he's in this peculiar situation. Now, he, he, he understands uh, the goodness of the Lord is so rich and so powerful that, watch this, if he goes to Nineveh 
and he spreads this gospel, he knows what's going to happen. God, you're going to deliver these people. God, you're going to set them free. God, you're going to put them on an entirely different trajectory than the one they're on. So what does Jonah do? Jonah, instead of becoming an evangelist, he becomes a little God. How does he do that, Pastor G? Thank you for asking. He does that because in his mind, he feels like the Ninevites don't deserve to hear from the goodness of the Lord. In his mind, they are so treacherous and unrighteous and unholy that everything he feels like is coming to them, they deserve, and they should not have a way to get out. He remembered who they were, but he forgot who he was. What do you mean? He forgot that he once was sinking deep in sin. He forgot that he once was far from the peaceful shore. He forgot that he once was very deeply stained within. He forgot that he once was sinking to rise no more. He forgot that one day the master of the sea heard his despairing cry and from the water had to lift him up. He forgot where he came from. Because he was more focused on where those people were. Now, here's the funny thing about it. As one who has been saved, as one who has been delivered, as one who has been set free, you should want to go to everybody that is where you left them and help them get to where you are. That's kind of the psychological confusion that I have here is because when I was saved, I wanted everybody else to be saved. When, When I met Jesus, I wanted everybody else to meet Jesus. When I was filled with the Holy Spirit, I wanted everybody else. The last thing I was doing was trying to keep people where they were because watch this, I was there with them. And I remember how sad it was. I remember how depressing it was. And even when I began to look back, I remember how the high was only temporary. I remember how that feeling of drunkenness was only temporary. I remember how that sexual desire was only temporary. But every time I came out of it, I was right back in a low place. But when I found Jesus, I got a high I ain't never had in my life. And here's the best part about it. That's the kind of high you can't come down from. There is no crashing at the end of this high. When you get to that place in your relationship with Jesus, watch this. You should want everybody around you connected to you, whether you love them or hate them. You should want them to have the same feeling. Who will go for us? Who shall I send? Send, send me. He said, send me until it was time for him to get the details of the project. And that's what we have done. Now, I might not be talking to everybody, but I know I'm talking to somebody. Where the Lord told you to go somewhere and you were good with going until you found out where he was sending you. Come on, somebody. The Lord said, I need you to go and preach. And because the watch this, because your preaching wasn't inside the church and because your preaching wasn't behind the sacred desk, because your preaching may have been on a sidewalk. Because your preaching may have been in Walmart. Because your preaching may have been in Food Lion or Kroger. Watch this. Because your preaching may have been at the gas station where all where big crowds couldn't see you and, and people couldn't record you and it wouldn't go out. You had an issue with it because he wanted to see what you would do for the one. Because if I can trust you with the one 
if you'll be obedient with, with me with the one, then I'll send you two. And if you can do the work with two, then, I, then I'll send you four. Watch this. He will only make you the ruler over many things when you learn how to be faithful over the few things that's already in your hand. It's already, it's already in your hand. It's already in your hand. It's already in your hand. He, he's already given you something in your hand. And until you have proven yourself worthy of how to steward that, how to take care of that, how to nurture that, he's not going to give you anything more. Here's, here's, here's what we've got to stop doing. This is the time of the year where all of these prophetic utterances are coming forth and, and God is getting ready to do this. And year of 2023 is going to be this. Watch this. Here's what I've learned. Sometimes you're not getting a new word because you haven't done what he told you in the last season. Help us, Holy Ghost. I'm looking for God to give me a new word, but I haven't done what I was supposed to do 17 years ago. Why would he give me something new if I haven't obeyed the last thing he told me to do? Can I talk to a mom and a daddy? Come on. Y'all know. Y'all know. I look at Caden sometimes. I say, boy. <laughs> There's sometimes I just want to pick him up and throw him. He did something the other day. He threw something on the floor, and I said, go pick it up. And he looked at me. No, he didn't even look at me. He just turned his head. And I felt in my spirit that he was saying, you go get it. I'm glad I know how to pray, y'all. I almost had a, almost had a flashback. I almost, almost slipped back to an old place. And I said to him, I said, I said, that's fine. I said, that's fine. I picked up the toy and I, and I took it away from him. And then he wanted another toy. I said, well, son, I said, you can't have this toy because you didn't want to do right with the last one. So the same way we are with our children, that is the same way that God is with his children. You want me to bless you with increase in your finances, but watch this. When was the last time you sowed a seed? You want me to heal your body, but you keep putting junk on the inside of it. You want me to do something for your children? Watch this. When was the last time you went to them and actually laid hands on them yourself? We, we don't have a problem with saying yes until God starts giving us the details. And that's what Jonah did. Jonah, Jonah was good until he got some details. He was like, hey, man. So not only, not only does Jonah reverse his yes, that's a dangerous thing to do, by the way. It's a dangerous thing to do. Because when you reverse your yes, now God has to reverse his. I have, always, I have always seen the verse, he will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. I've always seen the verse as, as God having his hand on the window. The blessing's already there. The blessing is ready to be poured out on us. The only thing we need is for him to open the window. 
and God is waiting for me to get into a place of obedience with him that, watch this, he is willing. The blessing that you've been looking for is already there. You praying and asking God to, to pour this blessing on you, praying and asking God to do this and to do that for you. And God is like, I'm ready to do it. You're not ready to receive. How do I know I'm not ready to receive? I'm not ready to receive, watch this, because I can't love my brother whom I see every day, but pretend to love God whom i never seen. I'm not ready to receive it. Why? Because I spend more time using my tongue to curse instead of bless, to, to tear down instead of build up. And I, I'm not ready to receive the blessing because, watch this, every time God presents me with an opportunity, my yes is dependent upon how I'm feeling in that moment. And sometimes we let our emotions control whether or not we're going to be obedient to God. But God is not emotional. He's spiritual. And whether you feel like going or not, if he's telling you to go, you need to go. Whether you feel like saying it or not, if he's telling you to say it, you need to say it. If he, watch this. Watch this. Can I help somebody? Here's one I had to learn. If God is telling you to get somewhere, sit down. Sometimes we find ourselves sick because that's the only time we'll sit down and get some rest. So every once in a while, God will lift his hand of protection off of you and let sickness come into your life because you don't want to sit down and get some. Even the Lord rested on the seventh day. And that's why he gave us that example. He said, even if I'm taking a break, you need to take one too or die that day. I'm, let me just be real. Let me just be real. Let get somebody say, take a break or die. And that don't mean be on vacation every week. That's 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 the disclaimer. Some of y'all will take that and run with it. Won't see y'all won't see y'all till New Year 2027. <laughs> Pastor said, "Take a break." I, I said, "Take a break, not be broken." <laughs> so Jonah, Jonah, he 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 decides to reverse his yes. He, and not only does he does he say no to to going to Nineveh, but watch this. The Bible says he goes even in the opposite direction. He said, "I ain't going nowhere near this thing." Y'all know how the story goes. Jonah said yes, got some information, changed his yes, went in the opposite direction of where God was telling him to go. And then the fool got caught up in a storm. Hold on. That ain't even the, that ain't even the worst part. Y'all know what the worst part is, right? The worst part is, he got some other folks in the storm with him that ain't have nothing to do with the situation. Ask your neighbor, how many folks you got in the storm? Don't answer it now. Don't answer it. Just ask the question. How many folks you got in the storm? And, and that's, why, that's why sometimes the people are coming to us looking for an answer. They're coming to us looking for an answer because the reality is they in their storm because of you. Ask me how I know. Because I've had to take some self-examination. I've, I've had to do some self-inventory and realize that there were people connected to me that were caught up in a storm they had no business being in because I told the Lord I was going to do something, then, not, then didn't do it. 
I know I'm the only one. It's okay. I'll be the example. I'll be the example. It's all right. It's all right. And so, you know how the story goes. Here, again, what is our focus this year? Who shall I send? Who shall go for us? Isaiah said, here am I. Send me. First Antioch, that should be your response. Here am I. Send me. Send me where? Doesn't matter. Send me to do what? Doesn't matter. Watch this. Send me to who? Doesn't matter. What I need to know, this is God, what I need to know is that if I call on you, I can depend on you. Imagine if Jonah had stayed right where he was, ministering to the people that he was used to ministering to. What would he have been doing? Trying to heal folk that weren't sick. Trying to set free people that didn't have any, that didn't have any strongholds. Trying to deliver people that didn't have any addictions. It, it kind of defeats the purpose of what we're called to do. My calling is to the sick. How do I know that? Because I once was. My calling is to the lost. How do I know that? Because I once was. My calling is to somebody that needs to be set free and delivered from an addiction or from a stronghold that's keeping them from fulfilling their assignment and their God-given talents in life. How do I know that? Because I once Somebody had me on their mind. Somebody took the time. See, that's the that's other issue. That's the other issue. That's the other issue. We want to give everything our time except the things of God. And when we do dedicate things, the things of God to some of our time, that's all we give them is some of our time. We'll sit down and watch a four-hour football game. We will sit down and, and, and watch and, and, and watch a, a three-hour basketball game. Come on, somebody. Come on. We will get with our best friends, and we'll, we'll play cards until 1 and 2 o'clock in the morning. But when it's time to pray, five minutes in, and we got our one eye closed and the other one halfway open. I'm speaking from experience. I know what I'm talking about. Because the enemy doesn't mind you enjoying all of these other things that you like to enjoy. And there's nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. I'm going home and watch the football game. Sure am. And still is better win. Praise the Lord. And when North Carolina comes on to play, I'm watching the game. But, 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 but. But when the Spirit of the Lord wakes me up at 2 o'clock in the morning and says, I need you to get on your knees and pray, Here, here's, here's what I've got to learn how to do. If I can do everything else, and if I can dedicate my time to doing all these other things, when the Lord calls me, whether it's 1 o'clock in the morning or 12 o'clock in the middle of the day, whether I'm sitting at my desk at work, whether I'm sitting at my desk in the back, whether I'm driving down 64, whenever he calls on me, my answer should be yes. 
Why did I go this direction? Because I'm trying to make sure you understand where God is taking And, 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 and here's, here's, here's a big part of our, mm, no, I'll save that for the church meeting. Never mind. I'll save that for the church meeting. I want to make sure y'all come. It's going to be good if you come. Hear what I got to say. No cover charge. But there's a work that he's calling us to do. Watch this. Watch this. So much so that you will begin to do something many of you haven't done in a long time. You're going to get tired from doing church work. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Some of y'all already laid me out completely. I know. But some of y'all haven't been tired from church work in a long time because you ain't been doing nothing. I know it, it sounds harsh and it sounds offensive, but the reality is God called us to work. Go ye therefore and work. What is the work? Teach, preach, spread the good news. Tell somebody who otherwise wouldn't hear about me. Watch this. They're not coming to your church, but if you sit down at the bar and talk to them, they'll listen. They're not coming to your church, but if you sit down with them at lunchtime at work, they'll listen to you. They ain't expecting everybody to come to this building. Guess what? I don't care if you come to the building tonight. Because the work is done out there. We come here to train. That's what we come here for. There's, there's, there's really no work to do here. It's the upkeep of the building, but that's not, that's, that has nothing to do with the kingdom. We come here to train so we can go out there and do the work of the kingdom. We don't want to be like Jonah. We, we, when, when we say yes to the Lord, we want our yes to be yes. Today, tomorrow, at nighttime, in the daytime, when the sun is shining, when the rain is falling, when the wind is blowing, when the leaves are green and when the leaves are brown, whether I'm up, whether I'm down, in sickness and in health, till death shall separate us, my yes to the Lord shall always be yes. Always. Shall always be yes. It should not be dependent upon how I feel in the moment. Because if that was the case, a whole lot of y'all wouldn't do nothing. I know what I'm talking about. I don't feel like making that drive today. I'm going to go, though. I don't feel like preaching today. I got enough stuff going on in my own life. But my assignment was given, and I told the Lord, yes. So even when I don't feel like doing it, I told him yes. When I don't feel like going, I told him yes. Some of y'all have told him yes. And your yes should remain yes. Don't be like Jonah. And run the other way. Because there's nothing in the opposite direction but trouble. There's nothing in the opposite direction but a storm. And if you ain't careful, watch this. Your mama going to be in a storm because of you. Your brother going to be in a storm because of you. Your children will be in a storm because of you. Come on, somebody. Let, can, can I bring it home? The person you sitting next to on this pew is going to be in a storm because of your disobedience. 
And now instead of us doing the work, we're trying to figure out how to get out of the storm that we should have never been in in the first place. And my answer will be Who shall I? Who shall I send? Who shall I send? The Lord is coming to you. He asked, who shall I send? Who will go? Who will go for us? Who will represent my kingdom? Who will represent me and my son? Who will take this Holy Spirit out into the nations? Who will go? Hear it. Process it, and then let your answer be what it will be. It is better to say no than to say yes when you really meant no. Now, Jonah found himself swallowed by, one translation says a whale, another translation says a large fish. Y'all know I like to point out things that, 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 that can become theological arguments. That's not something worth arguing because that's the next thing. An unbeliever will come to you and say, well, you got one verse that says a fish and another verse says a whale and, you know, one's a reptile and, and the other one's a mammal. So which one is it? Now we ain't got, it, it doesn't matter. The reality is he was in a place he shouldn't have been in. He got swallowed up. He was in the belly for three days. Why was he in the belly for three days? Because in the New Testament, Jesus was going to come back and say, as Jonah was, so shall I be. So he even went through this thing in order to complete a prophetic word that would come later. However, he found himself in this in this well, and, and it was in his storm that he remembered his yes. Sometimes God will let you go through a storm so that you can remember your Sometimes the hell you going through right now is because you forgot your. And God's trying to get your attention. He doesn't put you in the storm, but he allows one to come your way. So that you can remember the promise that you made to him, which was. He comes out. He goes to Nineveh. He preaches the gospel. Another part of the story, he, he, he gets distressed because what happened was what he thought he was going to happen. The people received the word. God got saved the people. And he's still mad. God, I told you this is what was going to happen. Boy, go sit down. Just, just go sit down. Just go sit down. Matter of fact, go right there. Go sit right there. He said, he said I'm, I'm going to give you some shade today. And, and then I'm going to take it away from you. And when he did that, Jonah was more sympathetic towards the tree that died than he was for the people who were dying. And God said, you mean to tell me that tree meant more to you? Watch this. This possession meant more to you? Let me help somebody. That car meant more to you? I ain't came down your road yet, okay? That house meant more to you? I ain't got to you yet. That money meant more to you? I ain't got to y'all yet. That blunt meant more to you? Oh, oh, oh. Did I go too far? Did I go too far? Did I go too far? That man meant more to you. That woman meant more to you than the assignment that I had for your life. 
Don't you remember what your ancestor Joshua said? Choose ye this day. You going to serve me? Serve me. And make a decision today. Tomorrow's going to come, but we don't know. It's it's very uncertain. Tomorrow is coming. You don't know if you're going to be on this side or the other side. So when tomorrow comes, you should make sure that you've done today what needed to be done today. Give us this day. This is the day that the Lord has made. This day. What do we learn from this? Jonah is an example of what can happen when you reverse your yes. I bet if I ask the question, have you given the Lord yes? Every, almost, I believe, I believe every hand in this room would go up. And here's what I want you to consider. I want you to consider this. Is your yes still yes? Is your yes still yes? I know you got a storm going on, but is your yes still yes? I know you're trying to figure out how to pay these bills, but is your yes still yes? I know you got sickness in your body. Doctor ain't told you nothing good in seven months. The last diagnosis made, made your heart hurt, but is your yes still yes? I know you got relationships falling apart around you. Sometimes that's a good thing. Is your yes still yes? I know the dog won't bark no more. The cat didn't stop meowing. The cow didn't stop mooing. But is your yes still yes? It's, it's easy to say yes when, when everything in my life is going well, when, when I've got friends on the left and the right, when the bills are not only paid, but I'm in a surplus. Come on, somebody. It, it's good to praise God then. It's good to tell them. It's easy to tell them yes then. But what about when I've been bust upside my head, when I've been stabbed in the back, when I've been talked about, ostracized, criticized, when I've been left all by myself? When it, watch this, when it seems like the same God I said yes to is so far from my cry. Even in those moments, is my yes still? First, Antioch, you told the Lord yes 150, almost six years ago. Is your yes still yes? Is your yes still yes? Come on, stand with me. I want to make sure that I keep my word to the Lord. Why? Because I'm always expecting him to keep his to me. So the the least I can do is keep my word to him. After he sent his son to die for me, the least I can do is keep my word to him. And and he'll protect me in my yes. Because, watch this, even if he sends me to a place that looks like trouble, if he sends me, the trouble will have no effect on me. He might send me to a place that in my mind seems dangerous. But if he sent me, guess what? He'll keep me safe from the danger. 
He may send me to a place that's uncomfortable to do something that brings me discomfort. But if he sends me, great news, he'll be my comforter. All I've got to do is tell him. And when I tell him yes, what does that mean? I've got to deny everything about me. That's where the real hard part is. That's, that's where the real hard part is. Now I've got to lay down this flesh and take on his spirit, which is literally denying yourself. And some of us could use some self-denial. Uh-oh. Father, thank you. Thank you for choosing us to go ye therefore and teach all nations. Thank you for choosing us to walk this road to glory. Thank you for thinking enough of us that you would even consider giving us an assignment that we would use our life experiences to go and help somebody who and needs to be found, who's blind and needs to be able to see, who is down and needs to be lifted up. Thank you for thinking enough of us. As faulted as we are, as messed up as we have been, as, as many T's that we have left uncrossed and eyes undotted, you still think enough of us that you can use us. For that, God, we say thank you. Thank you. That even though you know I'm going to mess up, not just tomorrow, but later on today, you still find me worthy to use me for your glory. Thank you. And because of that, oh God, I pray now that a spirit of endurance would fall in this house. A spirit of endurance that will make us run on and see what the end is going to be. That will, that will cause us to say yes, even when our body is tired, even when our mind is restless, even when we are sick, even when we don't feel like going, even when we don't feel like testifying. Let our yes continuously be. Strengthen us, O oh Lord. Build us up where we are torn down. Strengthen us where we are weak, O oh God, so that even in those moments where we can't go, we can at least sit down, get rest, find rejuvenation for the next task that you will place in our hands. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God, we thank you for Jonah's story where you show us the importance of obedience to you, where, where you show us the importance of, of remembering that it was once us that needed somebody to come and get us up. Let us not be judges of our brothers and sisters to a place of condemnation, oh God, but let us judge the fruit so that we can say, hey, here's where you might need some pruning. Here's where you might need some trimming because God has something so great and so wonderful for your life that I want you to come along on this journey with me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for keeping us in, into this new year. And as we begin to walk out the assignment, 
the assignment that says we will go for you. We will represent you, that we will witness for you, that we will tell everybody everywhere about who you are and what you're able to do, oh God, that we might help grow your kingdom. Help us, oh God, because today we are saying, Lord, send me. Here am I. I'll go. And, and, and even if I've got to go by myself, I'll go. Even if I've got to go in the middle of the night, I'll go. Even if I've got to go when I'm tired and don't feel like going, Lord, I will go. Thank you for strength. strength thank, thank you for endurance to carry out the assignment that you have placed, not on us, not just on us collectively, but even us individually. To everyone under the sound of my voice, You've heard me talk about this God. You've heard me talk about this Jesus that died for our sins. You've heard me talk about being filled with this precious Holy Spirit. There's a decision I would invite you to make today. That decision is to give your life to Christ. Behold, he stands at the door of your heart and knocks. And he, he says that if you will hear him and let him in, he'll come in. If you let him in, he'll come in. If you let him in, he'll come in. I want to extend this invitation to somebody first to join the kingdom. Whether you're in the room or whether you're watching online, if you're in the room, we would love for you to just lift your hand right where you are. If you're watching online, you can write in the comment section, it's me, it's me. We want to pray with you. We want to pray for you. We want to help you to make the decision literally of a lifetime that will determine where you spend eternity. Now that we have invited you to the kingdom, if there's anyone who would like to become a partner with this ministry, with First Antioch Baptist Church, I'm not asking you for membership. I'm asking you to partner with us. I'm asking you to, to come and help us do the work. Because there's a lot of work, and so we need a lot of hands. I'm asking you, if you want to come and partner with us, if you want to have First Antioch be your headquarters, your spiritual headquarters, if you're in the room, will you just lift your hand? If you're watching online, say, I'm, I'm ready to partner. If you're watching online, say, I'm ready to partner. We would love to have you. We are an imperfect people serving a perfect God. We're going to struggle together. I'm, I'm just going to be real. We're going to struggle together, but we're going to get there together at the same time. Our losses will be our losses, but our wins will be our wins. And we're going to do it together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's get ready to go home. Father, thank you for all, and I mean all, that you have done. The things we know about, the things we don't know about, the, the things we've seen, the things we haven't seen, the things we've heard, the things we haven't heard, the things we're aware of, and the things we're not aware of. Thank you for all that you've done. Thank you because we haven't deserved any of it, but you have been good enough to give it to us. Thank you. Forgive us of our sins, blot out our transgressions, purge us of our iniquities even now, oh God, that we won't be seen as filthy rags, but we will be seen as your sons and daughters simply striving uh, to represent you well, to represent your kingdom well, to be witnesses to the lost of this world, oh God. Help us to do that for you, that when men see our good works, they'll glorify you, the Father which is in heaven. 
I pray now for those who are sick among us, oh God. You're Jehovah Rapha. We pray that you'll go and heal in the name of Jesus. I pray for those who are among us who are going through a storm. You are Jehovah Shalom, and so we ask you to go and give them peace. Don't do it too early, oh God. But even if you have to get in the storm and sustain them in the storm, we ask that you do that, oh God. Thank you, Lord. I pray, oh God, in the name of Jesus, a spirit of wisdom come to confused minds right now. There are decisions that need to be made, and I pray that you'll speak to your son, that you'll speak to your daughter, even now, that they won't be confused about the decisions that they have to make going forward. Do it for them, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus against every assignment of the enemy, and we declare that it be canceled right now in the name of Jesus. By the power of the blood of Jesus that was shed for our sins, we say thank you for turning our stumbling blocks into stepping stones, oh God. We thank you that you have given us a word to hide in our heart that we might not sin against you. Let that word continue to be a lamp to our feet and a light to our pathway in the mighty name of Jesus. And as we go forth from this place, oh God, protect us in our travels, oh God. Go and meet us at our homes that they shall be found decent in order and better than they were when we left them. Thank you, Lord, that when tonight comes, we won't just have sleep, but we'll have rest. And we pray that it will be in your will that when Monday morning comes, when January the 9th comes, that you'll allow us to see just one more day. And we will be careful to give your name the glory, the honor, and the praise. Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling. Present us before the throne of grace with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior. Be glory, majesty, dominion, and power. Hear my Lord. Send me. In Jesus' name we pray.